Good morning. Morning team, morning gang. Jason here, Thursday the 29th of July. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hopefully you're all awesome and well. I'm sure you are. Wherever you are, make sure you stay safe. Welcome along uh, as the old uh, lives get warmed up in YouTube and Facebook and so on. Say a quick hello to all the regulars. James, mate, good to see you and Alison jumping on. Um, as always, great to have you guys here. Uh, appreciate your support. Uh, if you're new, if you're stumbling across this for the first time, uh, or if you're new to the mentoring program and the coaching program, give us a shout out in the chat. Say good day. Um, ben, Ben, um, yes, we can uh, we can get you a guest pass for your uh, your compadres to the mentoring night, let us know. Um, I know you sent me an email. I'll get Megan to connect with you, Ben. Uh, you reminded me just now, popping up, say day. How are you, mates? Jimmy, James, Ben, Tony, Andrew, Sonia, Graham, how are you, mate? Chris, good to see all of you guys jumping on. Thanks for joining. Uh, like I said, if you're new, give us a shout-out in the chat. Let us know where you're from. and. Um, and um, let us know what you're up to. Uh, Jason Witten's my name, for those who don't know me, and uh, been coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand over 20 years and investing in uh, property uh, for as long or a bit longer. And along the way, done a few deals, learned a few things, and each morning get together with you guys, hang out for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, morning, Jeremy. Morning, my love. Um, and we talk about the idea of property investing, going the distance. Gang, you guys know this one. I say it all the time. This thing is a marathon, not a sprint, and uh, we've got to go the distance. But, hey, this morning I wanted to talk about a wonderful, lovely, amazing donation, a donation that the property investors, uh, you know, donated to the government. It was very nice of us to do this uh, of recent times, and um, it's interesting who, who, who thinks they know what this donation was? Property investors donated uh, in New South Wales, $9.6 billion. Anyone anyone know what that uh, donation might be? Gang, chuck it in the chat for me. Uh, morning, Nicole and Jeremy, Big Z, Satya, Joby. Morning. Tax stamp duty. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that wonderful, eh? Stamp duty. What a, what a, what a, hey, LMI is probably a little bit in there, um, in there. We haven't even talked capital gains tax yet. Uh, yeah, stamp duty for sure. Check that out, gang. If you think about it right now, you think ar about uh, around the country and each state um, at the moment has had a purchasing boom, let's say, like an absolute craziness boom. Uh, think of the stamp duty, just the stamp duty that has been donated it, it actually annoys me. It was meant to be eliminated. And I don't know if any of you guys remember this one. It was a politician's promise. They're going to bring in uh, GST and then we're going to get rid of stamp duty. What happened? What happened? They brought in GST. They kept the stamp duty. And even in New South Wales, how's this for smart? Not smart. They brought in another um, exit duty on top of a stamp duty. So you pay on the way in. Uh, and then you pay an exit duty on the way out and capital gains tax. It absolutely poleaxed the New South Wales property market, actually, back in the day. What a stupid decision. Anyway, there you go, gang. 
we have donated $9.6 million, billion dollars, uh, in New South Wales alone, and I'm sure it would be in the many billions in Victoria um, and across the, the rest of the country. And it doesn't surprise me at all because yesterday, um, or it was a couple of days ago, I saw an article. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Alison. We should all bundle together. Bloody oath, we bloody should. We should all bundle together and, and give them a good ass whipping as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, uh, uh, Labor has stopped its attack on negative gearing and capital gains. No shit, Dick Tracy. You know why? Because they know, they know the amount of revenue that, um, that they would destroy when it comes to stamp duty would be astronomical. They know. It's not, it's not the goodness of their heart, right? Um, it's the goodness of their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the politicians made a good game. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for, aren't we? Right? We're all here for creating our wealth, creating our income, um, creating an asset base for our family and our future. But how do we as property investors minimise minimise the amount of taxes we pay as property investors? And the one I wanted to talk about today, a bit of a quick uh, wealth coffee chat, is stamp duty. How do you um, minimise duty in Australia as a property investor or get the most out of it. And there's a few tips for us all. We all know um, that um, every different state, every state in Australia has different calculations. Okay, so if you didn't know already, different states have different percentages. Okay, and when you're looking at purchasing we talk about all the time, like the idea of the five city strategy, diversification in location and economics for your investment um, exposure. You know, uh, most investors start out and they usually buy local close to them. And then I'm like, ah, oh, that is absolutely dangerous economically. You've got your job or your business there where you are. You've got your own home there where you are. And then you've got your investment property where you are, all right? You're exposed, economically exposed to one very small place with your total wealth. That is a very um, normal occurrence, but it's not a great idea as a property investor. The bonus, the benefit of you can invest in different states. For example, at this point in time, depending on um, uh, who and what and where, um, Victoria has some incentives for off the plan, okay? So off the plan purchasing, you can get a stamp duty discount, 50% um, reduction in the stamp duty for off the plan purchasing um, it, over a period of time. Uh, years ago, many years ago actually, um, four or five years ago, Victoria almost had, um, it was only about 5 or 10% for buying off the plan and that's why Victoria actually had quite a lot of multi-density dwellings going on because when you said, all right, well, I'll buy one in Victoria or I'll buy one in New South Wales uh, and they're about the same price, but stamp duty in New South Wales was 30 grand and stamp duty in Victoria is $5,000. I'm getting the same rental yield um, and it's exposure to a good economy. Where would you go? Where would you buy it? You would buy it 
in Victoria? A lot of people would, okay? So understand the different states have different um, percentages for stamp duty and some of them uh, offer discounts and or incentives when it comes to stamp duty. So that's good. So um, it's still, you've got to pay some, but it's better paying less than, than, the, than the most, all right? So as we, as, we, as we know. It's an interesting one. How's this? Here's, here's another one for you, gang. The old politicians, the old politicians um, in Canberra, in Canberra, your stamp duty in Canberra is a, a, an upfront tax deduction. So stamp duty usually forms part of the capital base when you purchase property and you can use it to offset your capital gains later on, okay? So it's kind of still tax deductible, but you have to wait until it, if you sell it. But stamp duty in Canberra, you pay it and you can claim it, okay? So there you go. So, you know, um, ACT, okay? It's uh, tax, it's uh, claimable straight away. It's a deduction, tax deduction, all right? So as a property investor, we need to understand different states have different stamp duty rules and it could be prudent to understand how to maximize the purchasing in another state because that's part of your plan anyway. It's part of your diversification plan um, and pay less stamp duty. You know, let's say we get a tax deduction in um, ACT and we only pay 50% stamp duty in Victoria, okay? Think of that. Like that's, for, that's smart for us, gang. More money in our pocket, less money going out, okay? Um, second. In the world of stamp duty, is um, yeah. Don't forget land tax too. Yeah, I, I don't have enough time to do all the taxes. Unfortunately, it'd be a bloody one-hour show, baby. <laughs> bloody hell, I tell you. You know, there's GST, there's land tax, there's stamp duty. You know, um, it's ludicrous. The government gouges the property industry um, and property investors. It always makes me laugh. You know, when people talk about our oh, negative gearing and property investors negative gearing, rack off. Like we paid $9.6 billion and that's not even our rates yet. That's not even, you know, that's not even capital gains tax if people are silly enough to sell, okay? It's the number one revenue source in the last six months in, um, in New South Wales alone. Wake up and smell the roses, people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't mess with the property industry, Australia. Whether you like it or not, it is it flows out and into the economy, um, and it drives the economy. That's why um, you know the, no politician would dare mess with it right now. Um, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, the pensions won't be enough. Nobody's going to be looked after on the pension, gang. I can tell you that one. And if 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 you're forty right now, you probably won't get one. Um, anyway, getting me off track here, gang. <laughs> but stamp duty. Different states have different stamp duties. Understand what that looks like, okay? <laughs> Good work, Alison. I love it. Yeah. Alison accidentally claimed the stamp duty uh, and one hit no tax return. Yeah, but they said, all right, I'll keep it. Well, there you go. That's nice. You, you found a good one on that day. <laughs> Fantastic. So states are different. Um, the different types of property, ladies and gents, gang, different types of property have different stamp duty exposure and there's one style of property that has different stamp duty exposure. Which one is that? Which one, guys, would you pay approximately, again, anywhere in Australia, about 50% less 
than um, another property. Anyone know that? Chuck that in the chat. We'll have a quick, quick uh, sip of my coffee. Um, I'm getting a bit of a dry throat. Need a little bit of um, liquid. Who knows? Who knows what it is? Which is the one? Again, uh, the whole of Australia. We could pay fifty percent, approximately, approximately fifty percent less stamp duty. Anyone know? I know there's a little bit of a delay in the in the live feed, um, but most of you guys should know this one. Nah, not Canberra. There it is, gang. Land and build. Now, if you buy a piece of land and build a house, or there it is. Oh, Shay, you're all over it. <laughs> and so you should. Nicole is there as well. Home and land. Gang. Yep. Northern Territory, it actually has less stamp duty. Uh, actually, did you guys know there's no land tax in the Northern Territory? Hey, there you go. I probably wouldn't go up there to buy a property just because of that. But anyway. Um, so, team, home and land, you buy the land and you only pay stamp duty on the land, not on the build. Okay? And that's another reason I love house and land. Uh, we like brand new properties at Positive for most passive property investors who want to buy, own, and have their properties cause them no grief. All right? Um, uh, and the land is the only portion of, um, if you do a build and land that you pay stamp duty on. So if you buy a property and it's 600000 300000 for the land, 300000 for the house, you're only paying stamp duty on the land. So it's a big tick in my box um, as well. And um, I like the idea of making sure that we understand um, how to minimize this as we go along. So imagine that. Imagine you bought five properties and instead of paying $30,000 in stamp duty, you only paid $15,000 in stamp duty. You know, um, that'd be a pretty significant saving right there, gang, right? So you think about that. Um, you know, that's $75,000. Let me say that again. $75,000 in your pocket, your pocket, not the government's pocket because you are smart and you bought house and land, you bought in a different state that had an incentive, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So these are the things. These are the things that we must know as property investors. We must know how to be smart and get the most out of what we're doing because everyone, and I'm telling you, everyone's got their hand out. Everyone's trying to get their grotty, grubby hand in your pocket, gang, as, as you go um, uh, in, in the thing. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, v said, if you are an owner occupier, yeah, absolutely. Owner occupier, first home buyers, under a certain, certain uh, amount, no stamp duty gang, zero. Okay? And there's a few um, uh, of the young'uns that, that we have in our coaching and mentoring program here at Positive, and their first move is to get into their owner occupier buy the property, live there for 12 months, get the stamp duty concession, get the LMI grant, get the builder's grant, get the, the first home buyer's grant, literally get a free property, free property. It's crazy. And then they live there for 12 months and they can move out and rent it out. That is their booster. That is their springboard into their property investment portfolio, which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So you're dead right um, as you go. Um, Awesome. So this is one of the benefits of new properties 
You know, I hear a lot of a lot of the time people say, "Oh, I'll buy a second-hand one." You know, for whatever reason, for me, for most investors, a second-hand property is not appropriate unless you want to add value to that property. Remember, if it's old, if it's 10, 20, 30 years old, gang, no depreciation. Now you've got to maintain the property. The maintenance on that property is much higher. Um, and then your ability to continue to attract good tenants when your property is super old and not in good shape is rubbish. Okay, And then what, what happens? You've got to now spend more money and more money and more money it doesn't make sense to me. So um, for most investors who want that buy and hold, buy well, never sell, low maintenance, high rental yield, um, low fuss, newer, new properties are much, much better. Okay, Unless you want to renovate, unless you want to add value, nothing wrong with that. It works a treat, um, but you've got to have money and time and intention to do it. All right, I'm getting off track a little, so I better keep on track. <laughs> but gang, Right, different states, land and build. And the last one, the last one's kind of a little bit of a, a tricky one, but a cheeky one. Again, um, you, can make, you can make the vendor, the seller, pay your stamp duty, okay? Gang, okay, we do it all the time. Uh, at Positive, we will negotiate with the vendor, um, the seller of the property, to give um, often some sort of incentive for our buyers to cover the stamp duty expenses. So uh, right now, uh, if you're in our mentoring program, uh, we have an opportunity, a deal in Melbourne right now where the, where the seller will pay your stamp duty via a cash um, a cash back um, of 5% after you settle the property. So you pay your stamp duty and you get, your, you get a refund um, from the vendor after the settlement. We try to negotiate deals where the seller will give us cash back or pay your stamp duty on your behalf. When I bought my house here many years ago, uh, I offered a price and the offer was X dollars, but you, seller, pay the stamp duty and the stamp duty was X amount, okay? And we did the deal, okay, which is, which is brilliant. Didn't have to come out of my pocket. It formed part of the contract and the purchase price. I could borrow against it. Uh, happy days. It was brilliant. So um, make the vendor pay. All right, make the vendor vendor pay. As long as the money's not coming out of your pocket, gang, um, and the government still gets it, I still don't think they deserve it personally. But anyway, they, let's just uh, potato, potato that one. Um, that's how we manage this. And gang, like I said before, like I said before, if you end up with five investment properties and you um, got a 50% reduction across those five properties when it comes to stamp duty saving, that'd be $75,000 in cash in your pocket because you were smart and you knew how to do this better than someone else, okay? And that's what this game's all about, gang. That's what, that's what property investing is all about. It's about small, smart stuff done repeatedly over a long period of time, okay? Um, and that is where mentoring and coaching comes in. You guys know this stuff. You know, hang around smart people who've been down the road, made some mistakes and help you avoid them, okay, as we roll along. 
So, gang, there you go. Hopefully that made sense. Hopefully that was useful um, as we roll along and um, um, making the most of um, uh, of where we're at. Craig asked a good question. Um, are you paying a premium for the new build? The answer is no, Craig. Um, you're just paying the price that they're selling it for. At the end of the day, um, this idea that, you know, a brand new property is overpriced is rubbish and there's a lot of misinformation about that stuff, gang. Um, so you've you got to sort of dig through um, the commentary around this sort of stuff. Developers and builders make a profit and a margin or they wouldn't build. That's very normal. Um, every business has to make a profit. What you must be clear on, Craig, um, is what a builder or developer is promoting on their brochure or on their website is, is what they actually deliver. And it's called render to reality. And, may, and, you've, given me a, and you've given me a good subject, Craig, to, um, to talk about because it's, it's an interesting one because there's a lot absolutely crap and they should be avoided like the plague. Um, but there are some brilliant ones who actually over-deliver and add value in an insane way um, for you as a property investor. So you gave me a good idea there, Craig. I'm going to do a render to reality um, wealth coffee chat. I think that would be a, a good one. So thanks, mate. Thanks for the question. Brilliant question. Um, so that's it, gang. Uh, I think we'll call it. We'll call it done. We'll call it wealth coffee chat done for today. Um, as you go. Um, <laughs> that's several books all wrapped up in 20 minutes. Thanks, Alison. Yeah, right. Wait, isn't there that like um, audio that audio thing that sort of gives you those snapshots on the books? Maybe we can call it that. Anyway, thanks, mate. Thanks for the shout out. Uh, join me tomorrow, gang. Join me tomorrow. Um, uh, join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat around about the same time, about 8, 8.05. Usually kick off uh, in between those two numbers. And... Um, Hey, listen, if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the morning chat, do us a favour um, and share this with a few people and, and uh, invite the right people along to hang out with us and, and get, this, uh, get this stuff going. Give us a little bit of support um, and give us a thumbs up and a, a comment in the chat. That'd be uh, brilliant. That'd be brilliant. All right, gang, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, join me tomorrow. It will be Friday and then we've got Wealth, Wine and Wisdom tomorrow. Big day tomorrow, so looking forward to that as well. You guys have an awesome rest of your day. Uh, and until then, stay well and bye for now.